0: Hello. Hi. How is everyone? Welcome to Ask Floss. I love being here with you, answering your questions and giving you my best unprofessional advice. So let's get straight into it. How do you feel about being added to group chats? Depends on the context. Sometimes my followers add me to their group chats (laughs) and sometimes I'm in a few group chats, but not many. Like with my friends, I'm in one girl group chat. I don't have any... I have one group chat and that's it but I'm only added to them I've never started one to be like this is the place where we talk about things um but it was really nice first experience and I think it's really nice to have a space where you can just talk about your feelings and feel safe um in those spaces yeah it can be really lovely okay on to the next question my friend is getting married this summer and I'm supposed to be a bridesmaid but her husband-to-be is awful misogynistic abusive narcissistic man our friends all either love him because he's such a good actor or hate him because they've seen how he's hurt our friend over and over again i don't know what to do i want to support her and be there for her but the thought of standing up there watching her say i do makes me feel physically ill if i pull out of being a bridesmaid i'm worried she'll hate me forever but i don't want to enable this relationship help i have thought this is my this is my nightmare situation this is literally my nightmare situation. You don't want to be an enabler. You don't want to co-sign their relationship. You look like the bad guy if you dip out because no no doubt he will spin some awful story about how you're a bad friend to, let's call her Melissa, his bride to be. He'll say, you know, if he is a narcissist and he's abusive, as you've said, and I believe you, um, he would say awful things about you and likely turn your friend against you and feed you feed her lies that's exactly how this works and it further ensnares your friend into his uh, spider's web trapping the fly that, that, that's how abusive relationships work this is i would talk to your friends that also do not like this person interventions are tricky and they're not advised when it comes to things like this because then it looks like you're ganging up on her um this is honestly really tricky and i do not know how to handle this situation for you Um, or give you any advice on it. I'm just saying this is also my worst nightmare situation ever. And I think you need to stand in your integrity that this is not something that you co-sign. I did a great episode on narcissistic abuse with Dr. Romani, but I would definitely recommend checking out her content on it. I'm sure she has a video on this exact thing, how not to enable your friend's narcissistic relationship. And you can Google her at Dr. Romani. She's incredible. Highly recommend listening to her content and also talk to your friends that also do not like this man as well okay on to the next question what to do when putting up boundaries of people you love feels selfish feel the selfishness take a deep breath push through it and hold the boundary hold the boundary do not move it um and by the way a boundary is not can you get out the house I need some space. I need some... I need, like, telling your friend to, to, like, go out the house at, like, inappropriate hours. I need boundaries. I need space. That would be selfish. But telling someone, can we compromise on a time where... I can have the house to myself, maybe a time when you're going food shopping this week. You compromise with boundaries, but you're asserting the boundary of I need some space, can we work together to make this work for both of us? That's a boundary that isn't selfish, but might feel selfish because you're telling someone your needs. That's the difference between actually being selfish and just stating your needs. And there's a massive difference between the two. And I think you're you're great with it. Just push through the selfishness that you feel and hold the boundary. Okay, on to the next question. I think I need to break up with my friend. I recently had an abortion and despite us being supposedly friends for 15 years, she didn't call or text to check in on me once. She sent heart emojis on the group chat and that was it. When I reached out to her to check if she was okay, even though I was the one who was really not okay, she said she was upset because the boy she was talking to on Hinge, who she literally hadn't met yet, had stopped replying. (laughs) Is this grounds to end things? I felt that she's become increasingly selfish over the last couple of years anyway, and does other things like lashing out at me and my parents when she feels insecure, oh yikes, or making comments about poor people, basically implying people are poor because they don't work hard. I feel she's really opposed to my values but then I think of all the good times we have had together and feel guilty. Okay so you should have led with the making comments about your appearance when she's feeling insecure. This is dangerous to your self-esteem, this is dangerous to your growth, to your progression. I would say that this is definitely grounds to end things. The initial comment about um, not checking in on you, I was going to ask you some questions to think about like oh you need to tell her that this hurt you before you end things but all of this other stuff it sounds like a massive mountain of things that don't feel solvable to me uh lashing out at you you know depending on how it's done that's sounds like verbal abuse to me someone lashing out at you about your appearance being critical of how you look absolutely not i'm really sorry that you have someone in your life like this you deserve so much better And there are friends out there who will not only love you, but actively work to help you and enhance your happiness. Okay, on to the next question. My boyfriend and I are on the rocks because we have really different sex drives. It's partly my antidepressants and my endometriosis, but he expects us to be all over each other like we were when we first started going out. But we've been together two years and live together. I don't know what to do. The pressure is such a turn-off too, but he feels like me not wanting to have sex all the time is a sign that I'm not into him, no matter how many times I show him otherwise. Yeah, this sounds really tricky, and I'm so sorry that there's pressure on you. There should never be any pressure on you to have sex. Um it should be rather some kind of acceptance that you have different sex drives. And he he either needs to say, this doesn't work for me, or I love and accept you. And I accept that this is a period of our relationship together, where this won't ha- be happening. And then having discussions about how you can compromise. So like, I don't know, like talking about him masturbating instead when he wants to have sex you know you should not be feeling pressured into having sex with him it either needs to be oh this doesn't work for me or I see being with you for a long time so I'm going to accept this period where we're not having sex there should be no pressure and I'm really sorry that you're dealing with a partner who's pressuring you it doesn't doesn't sound like a nice situation um but I definitely would talk to him about how you're feeling tell him that it's upsetting you Okay, on to the next question. If you created a dating app, what three features would be in the app to make it a better dating experience? Okay, so I love what Hinge have done with the voice notes. I think that's really cool because it humanizes people without you having to put your video face video because a lot of people feel quite embarrassed about that. I quite like the voice note feature on the app. So I'd have some kind of, yeah, voice note thing. Hmm, better dating app experience. I think, hmm, no. No, I was going to say something about being able to see mutual friends, but that's just so gay. And so that's just what we do anyway. I'm thinking about like making it more interest based. So like finding people who like the same things as you in an app. Because what's that website that has it? Is it? It's not match.com, is it? There's There's one that has like all of the niche interests that you can tick and find people on. I would do something like that and have all the niche interests yeah so that people can find people who like all the same things as them and also for people to state what they're looking for so like something serious open to anything monogamous in a polyamorous relationship whatever so that people can say up front some people don't know what they want they'd be able to put that in their option something like that that would be really cool okay next question hey floss how do i make sure my confidence isn't interpreted as arrogance or seen as off-putting to others I've answered this question I feel before and my answer is always don't belittle other people. That's the only, that's the only way arrogance kind of comes across to me is when you either belittle other people or you hyperbolate your success and your qualities to the point where it almost feels like you're trying to prove it to yourself and make a point. I think confidence is actually quite quiet. It's more like a whisper. And it's in your body language as opposed to constantly stating who you are and what you do or how you feel this and that. It kind of comes across as fake. Um, so, yeah, don't put other people down and don't put yourself up too much. And when I say don't put yourself up too much, I'm not talking about oh you, loving yourself too much. You can't love yourself too much. You do need to be taking mental catalogue of all the gorgeous, wonderful things about you so that you don't feel insecure. But there's a, a thing of always talk. You know, there's people who just always talk about how great they are in a way that almost feels like there's no room for everyone in the room to be great. It's like they suck all the energy out of the room. That's the kind of vibe that we want to be avoiding. Okay, next question. Where do you get your plants? I get some of them on Patch online and some of them in farmer's markets in London. Okay, next question. If you could spend a day with anyone at all, alive or dead, fiction or non-fiction, who would it be? (sighs) Lady Gaga, and I want to go to her house and I want to drink tea with her. I want to drink jasmine green tea with Lady Gaga. And yeah, I just think that would be so amazing. It would be the best day ever. And just wear gorgeous floral robes and swan and frolic around, laughing and talking and being gorgeous okay next question what do you think of reality tv are you watching love island i'm not watching love island and that's not some like feminist political uh, decision that i've made i've just not made time for it in my routine i actually think it's quite hilarious and i know it's also equally awful but that's kind of why i used to love watching it but i'm not tuned into it at the moment okay next question what are you reading right now i think it's called lonely city or the lonely city by Olivia Lang it was recommended to me by someone and I'm really enjoying it at the moment and it's talking a lot about art and loneliness and being lonely in a big city because I used to be really embarrassed talking about um I don't feel this way anymore but when I first moved to London London was so fucking lonely despite being surrounded by millions of people um because everyone's doing something And it can be really lonely in a city so big when everyone's, like, stuffed into their tiny apartments. And I just, I love it. It's a really great book. I'm only halfway through at the moment. Um, But that's the book I'm reading. Okay, on to the next question. What are you listening to right now? Let me check my Spotify. At the moment, I'm just going through all my liked songs. Um, I've started listening to Heavens to Betsy again. It's like a scream feminist punk band. Fucking amazing. Um, Bit of T-Rex jimmy scott and i can't believe that jimmy scott is a man with his voice and i recently rediscovered jimmy scott because i haven't listened to him for years um sacatella by la femme i fucking love that song um and also started listening to the gorillas again going for a little rewind with them that's what's on my spotify like songs at the moment Okay, next question. I've just had a major career win, but I'm really disappointed by the reactions of my older extended family, like aunts and uncles. They seem really bitter and resentful and almost like they're waiting for me to fail. I'm literally less than half their age. They've known me since I was born and I've done nothing to them all. How do I process this? It just makes me feel shit. There's so much resentment there. This sounds horrible. It sounds bitter and it sounds dark and ugly. Ugly, bitter, envious energy. I can literally feel it in my gut. And it's nothing to do with you. As soon as you said, I'm disappointed by the reactions of my older extended family, immediately, don't give a fuck about their opinion. That was my thing, first thing. Because they don't understand you. They don't even understand... Sounds like they don't understand your wants, your needs, your desires, they have completely different programming in their minds. You have a completely different programming. Their opinions shouldn't mean anything to you. Would you go to these people for career advice? Would you go to these people for advice about what what it is that you want to do with your major career win? No, you wouldn't. So do not care about their opinion. Their opinion doesn't matter. I would find five people that you admire in your life, preferably people your own age, someone in your industry with a little bit more wisdom than you, and think about what they might say or ask them for what they might say. Okay, next question. I was out for lunch with some work colleagues yesterday and ordered myself a full English because delicious. But one of the other girls said she was going to go somewhere else because the portions were too big and she wanted a salad. Cue guilt, shame and self-loathing for ordering a big meal. How do I stop comparing myself and just let myself enjoy my poached eggs and bagels? Oh my god, yes, this is diet talk, all that kind of stuff. It's a lot. And I, I too would also feel like that in that situation. It doesn't matter where you're at with your body. As soon as another woman makes some kind of decision to do something healthy because of weight or this or that, or when women talk about how they look in bikinis or when women talk about I'm on this diet or I'm doing this workout, there's that instant comparison. Take a deep breath. Try to remain happy with your decision to enjoy your fucking poached eggs and your bagels and realise that her decisions do not impact yours her decision to go somewhere else whatever and also she might not be happy she might be she well in fact she's definitely going to be looking at you eating your gorgeous full English and wishing that was her so there's either way or maybe she's not and who cares either way food is a really 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 tricky one and I just want to let you know that I relate okay on to the next question Advice on talking to male bosses who are patronising and make jokes at my expense because I'm a young woman. Ask them to explain themselves. When they say a joke to you, and they make all that crap and everyone fucking laughs at you, say, sorry, can you explain that? Can you explain the joke, please? And then he might make some quip back about like, oh, I don't understand. You go, no, I just, I, I don't understand the joke and I'd like you to explain it. Or why did you say that? And make them fucking explain themselves. Hey Floss, love the podcast. My mother-in-law constantly tells me I look rough without makeup on. How do I respond to this? Rough is such a British insult, isn't it? Because if you said that to an American, they'd think that you meant like have rough like surface texture on your face or something but if someone says you look rough it's like you look unkept you look I also think it's a bit classist as well right like I feel like there's definitely classist undertones to when someone says you look rough at least that's what I've witnessed anyway how do you respond to this ask your mother-in-law what that means like what does that mean what do you mean rough and why are you imposing that fucking standard on me that would piss me off it's literally the title of my book women don't owe you pretty Like, why why are you pretty? Is she saying it to uh, your uh, partner? So why is she saying it to you? Okay, next question. How do I handle a mama's boy? What is a mama's boy? I actually don't know. I'm going to answer this question off the assumption that a mama's boy is someone who loves his mum. Is that what a mama's boy is? And how do you handle one? I don't know. Sorry, I really don't know. I don't know that don't I know <laughs> sorry I don't have an answer that question because I have no idea what a mum's boy is and I've never met one I don't think in my life I've met men who are horrible to their mums not ones who are really close to them okay next question do you smoke or vape if so what's your journey with it i don't smoke and i don't vape i used to smoke when i was younger and then i quit Uh, i quit sound like an addict like i was smoking chain chaining fags every day i wasn't i just used to socially smoke and then i stopped because it made me very sick so no i don't smoke okay next question hi floss you always look like you have a life full of abundance and joy what are your top tips for creating a life that you love okay a lot of it is mindset, being surrounded by people that reflect your beliefs. Um, So that's not having friends who make you feel bad for being happy, not having friends who suck the life out of your joy. If you're surrounded by people who are also very happy and talk about how happy they are and are unashamed to express joy, you're going to live a much better life. So it's the company you keep and it's finding the joy in the little things. You know, I'm someone who is obsessed with the moon and the sun and nature, I find nature so beautiful, I love beautiful architecture, I love buildings, I love music, I love a lot of the, I love it when all of my senses are heightened, right, when the smells are good, when when I'm eating good food, when I'm with good people, when the scenery is beautiful, I love all that kind of stuff, so filling my life with abundance and joy, it started in the inside for me, and now... Obviously, that sounds like, oh, it's so fucking easy for Floss to say because she's got a successful career and she's, you know, she's doing really well for herself. And she has all these amazing friends and she's so happy. That stuff came after I had the mindset shift. So I almost feel now like my life is just catching up with the inner richness within me, the, the inner juicy richness. And I don't mean richness as in wealth. I mean, like, rich it's just rich, it's juicy and gorgeous. And I've always had that outlook on life. And I feel like finally, the more I've kept with that mindset, I've just been attracting all of this wonderful abundance into my life physically. Okay, next question. Can you recommend any TV shows? Not sure I'd recommend it. I recently watched The Holiday on Netflix, which is about a woman who finds out, finds out her husband's having an affair and then there's a massive plot twist. I recently watched that. Um, hmm, That was quite good. It was okay. And if you haven't watched The L Word, it's full of lots of gay drama. It's old, but it's gold as fuck. Okay, next question. Can you be in a healthy relationship and A, still have thoughts about the one that got away and B, have a mad crush on another person that you fantasise about? I think it's impossible to not be attracted to other people in your relationship. It depends if you want to act on those thoughts or not. There was an incredible guest on the show to talk about uh, polyamory. And she said that attraction does not equal action. So you don't need to act on your attraction to people. I think that toxic monogamy has taught everyone that we're just supposed to find, you know, the one person that we're dating, the only attractive person in the world. And not be attracted to other people. I think it's almost impossible to feel that way. I am personally monogamous, and when I'm with someone, I don't want to be with any other people. But you know, I'm not. I'm not an alien. I know when someone is attractive. Okay. Next question. Do you have any advice for getting over a guy who doesn't give a shit about you? Yeah, that's the hardest thing, isn't it? And I think if you constantly choose someone that doesn't like you, you also tell yourself that you're not worthy of choosing. So start to rewire that and remind yourself, I cannot like this person because they don't choose me. And in not choosing them and in choosing not to think about this person, I am choosing myself. So any effort that you make mentally to like rewire those pathways in your brain that are fancying and lusting after this person that will be deep that will be deep into i don't know your childhood and what you've been chasing whatever 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 we all have liked people that don't like us back and i think for me it was realizing that by choosing to always think about this person i was actively betting and bidding against myself i was saying that i don't deserve some reciprocal love and adoration. Okay, next question. Hi Floss, how do you deal with conservative family members watching your content? I don't know if you're asking about me specifically or you mean you, so I'm gonna go with you. It depends what kind of content you're posting. I don't know. I personally blocked all of my family members and school friends when I started my Instagram when I was younger because I didn't want anyone wading in with their bullshit and planting any seeds of doubt into my mind. You're allowed to block family members on the internet. You're allowed to do that. They might get a bit offended, whatever. But also, if you're talking about your content, like, you know, what if you want to post a bikini pic? You don't want your fucking grandpa seeing that. You don't want your grandma seeing that. And that's normal and that's okay. You're allowed to have boundaries with the people in your life. Okay, next question. Floss, how do you deal with burnout? I've learned to take a lot of preventative measures on that. So I've hired an assistant now. She's fucking incredible. She helps me with a lot of the daily stuff that I do in my life. That is like a preventative measure for burnout because I have had burnout a lot before. Checking in with myself regularly before it gets awful. So that's journaling about my feelings. Canceling plans. If you, if, you, if you can feel a burnout coming on, you're looking at the week ahead, but you're afraid of cancelling on your friend, cancel the plans and reschedule. Reschedule the dates of your friends. Reschedule your romantic dates. Whatever it is, tell the people um, in your life that you're at max, maximum capacity, whatever it is that you're feeling, and that you really want to give them the best of you, and that you, the only way you can do that is if you reschedule. Okay, next question. I can't stop worrying about the future. How do you keep yourself enjoying the present? Okay, I learned to enjoy the present probably when I was like 14 years old. I picked up a little book on mindfulness, and you can still book it now. It's literally actually just called the Little Book of Mindfulness. It's very small. It's green and turquoise, and it told me to take a walk and to look at the trees and listen to the birds and all those tiny little things. At first, you'll feel so stupid doing them. You're like, why am I listening to the fucking birds when there's an alarm clock going off in my head about all of this shit I have to do? If you can just do five minutes every single day to ground yourself, oh my god, especially first thing in the morning there's five minutes in the morning where I'm not on my phone and I get to enter the world of floss before I enter the massive world of my pu- public responsibility and other people asking things of me so I think five minutes in the morning will help you get grounded and to not worry about the future particularly if you just look at the future as it tiny little days Every single, just treat it as something silly. But okay, the future, it's important, it's big and it is grand, right? But to get there, I just have to do all the little silly little things I want to do in one day. And over time, they build up. It's a bit like how I felt about writing Girl Crush. It was so long. It was initially 100, I wrote 160,000 words and we cut the novel down to 100,000. That mammoth of a task was so scary. I started on chapter four because I couldn't even think about writing the first sentence of my novel on page one but every single day if I just told myself right just write a little bit more write a little bit more suddenly I found that flow and I kept going with it and I think that's just the same for life as well just keep seeing the little stages and the future won't be so daunting to you so many great questions this week thank you so much for being here with me and same time same place next week can't wait love you bye